what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? We are going to dive in today to a practical word, hopefully a freeing word also. But this week on Spirit Phil Real Talk, we're going to have some real talk about godly boundaries, about godly boundaries. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever I heard the word boundaries, it doesn't sound like a fun word. <laughs> It sounds like a a word that requires work. There's some weight to it, right? But I actually now associate it with freedom, the unapologetic kind, and one that actually allows you to live this John 10.10 life where you can actually have and enjoy your life. So boundaries are a beautiful thing, okay? So I'm going to start by taking us to Galatians from the Apostle Paul. He is one of my mentors. Love this. He talks in Galatians 6, 2 through 5 about carrying each other's burdens, okay? So this is a huge thing to keep in mind. Here it is. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Whew, okay. This is a loaded word, and it's all about how we carry things in life. Okay, so it's really, really important. Now, I know that I was raised in an environment where I had a false sense of responsibility. I was accustomed to people pleasing, to carrying other people's burdens and taking them in as my own, to really getting out of balance and at a very young age. So I lived a lot of my life doing that because that's what I thought was normal. That's what I thought life was supposed to be like. You just fill in the gaps. You're just being useful. You're just being helpful. That's so kind to you of you to do that, right? No, it's actually really unhealthy because here's the thing. We are called to carry each other's burdens. And what that means right there is when people are in need, when people need help, we are to run to them and to help, right? Now, the other part, the the last verse of what I shared there was about carrying our own load. We are also responsible for carrying our own load. Okay, so check this out. We are the ones that are responsible for our own load. When other people are genuinely in need, right? <laughs> and, and we can help them, then we go and we help as well, okay? But it is not doing other people's homework for them. It is not carrying their load through life for them, okay? Can you hear the difference? 
one, there's a genuine need. The other is you're just taking on what is their responsibility to manage, to steward, to care for. And that is how we start getting out of balance is when we are doing that. Okay. So an example would, would be with children, right? I would argue that we're not actually called to be parental. We're called to be influential. Can you hear the difference? Parental is how we can justify taking on other people's work and carrying their loads for them. So for example, if there is an adult child and we're paying their phone bill, we're, we're carrying their load. They have responsibility now as an adult, as a mature human being, to take care of that. And that would free up that money, right, to go towards an initiative, to, to go towards somebody in need. Feel me on this? Okay, so that's just an example. But really, really, really important to recognize that. God wants us to raise sons and daughters that learn to endure, that understand the mandate and call that's on their life, that really recognize what is their responsibility so they are able to respond well. They are able to steward well everything they've been given, right? So we really, in order to be powerful, in order to be influential, we need to get really clear on what God holds us accountable for. Okay, now if you're in a season (laughs) where you are in burnout, what I'll say to that is sleep is the only way to rid your brain of all these toxins. So if you have been on overdrive for a minute, you might just need three days of sleep. Like take yourself on a retreat and that will do wonders for you. And just sleep, (laughs) just sleep, just enlist in some help and just get into a place where you can actually do this kind of work. That's really, really important. Okay. But we on today are going to just dive into and and really get this clarity on what is actually our responsibility and what is others' responsibility. What is mine? What is yours? So that we're not getting it twisted and we're not ending up in positions that are very dysfunctional. Okay? So a really good example of this whether you're a homeowner or not, you can still get this example, but you have your own lot, right? You've got your own fence and what's yours is yours. You're not just gonna go meander into somebody else's property. You're not gonna go over there and start mowing their lawn and taking care of their their plants for them, right? Like you're going to tend to your yard and on those property lines, you're not gonna cross over that. That's their responsibility and then your yard is your responsibility, right? Same thing in an apartment right? You have your own space. You're not just going to walk in to your neighbor and and start cleaning up their space or start walking into their fridge and grabbing what you want. You're not going to do that, right? You have your property and what you own or what you rent and your neighbor has their property, what they own, what they rent, right? We don't get that twisted. We can understand that. But it's so interesting when it comes to our souls, when it comes to our own load, we get this really twisted, right? It's so wild. Okay. So (laughs) what I will say about boundaries is there's different ways that people steward these, but I think some people create prison walls and they're actually really, really mean. And some people are the kindest humans I know, and they let their yes be yes and their no be no, and they don't budge which sets a clear standard of how we're gonna operate and how we're gonna interact, and that is healthy. 
So I will hold up know the difference because you don't want to just say that boundaries are an out for you, right? Like you actually want to steward those well, okay? So another verse is coming from 1 Corinthians 3, 8. 1 Corinthians 3, 8. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it, but each one should build with care. So what this is showing us is that we are constantly sowing into the future self. So where you are right now is a result of what you've sown. We don't always like to hear that, but that's truth. Where you are right now is the result of what you've sown, right? Where, where you will be is going to be a result of what you're sowing now, Okay, so think 10 years out. How can you sow into your future self? That's what you can be building for now. But if we don't understand boundaries, if we don't understand our responsibility, we cannot live powerful lives and we cannot expect to be in a better place. Okay, so this is really, really important to understand. All right. Now, what do boundaries help us do? Let's just have an awareness of that. They keep us safe from harm, okay? They give us limits because in our humanness, we have limits. We're limited beings, right? They speak the truth and they can help us raise standards, right? Raise the standard of communication. For example, if you're in a relationship, you can decide that fear, anger, and disrespect are not going to be the standard that you operate by. Right? You can have a totally different standard or way of operating in relationship. Because this is something that you know. When our anxiety goes up, the worst of us shows up. So I am going to enact a pause in relationships. It's actually healthy for adults to pause conversations and come back maybe 24 hours later. And the respectful thing to do would be to say, I love you. I'm here for you. Right now, I'm not able to have this conversation, but I will talk to you. I'd be happy to talk to you tomorrow at 9 a.m. after I've had my coffee, (laughs) right? So we are allowed to step back to take a pause so that we can actually let the anxiety settle, right? We can actually calm down so that we can have a healthy response, okay? It would not be healthy to just say, I can't deal with this right now, and then just bail out right? That's not a respectful thing to do. But you can see, here's how you can raise the standard of communication. If we're sensing tension getting high or somebody's acting some kind of way, I understand where you're coming from. This behavior is starting to become disrespectful. Not you're disrespectful in X, Y, and Z, but this behavior is starting to head down the the direction of disrespect. I will talk to you when it travels back to respect. I'll be in the living room when you're ready, right? So keep that in mind. We actually can ourselves have a standard and that would be our operating system in relationship. We can decide what that's going to be regardless of how somebody else shows up, all right? So it is super important to know what godly sowing and reaping looks like, okay? and what we are actually responsible for. So going down the path of just thinking about your own yard or your own garden, right? 
I'm going to give us the things that we're responsible for. We're going to break these down. So the first one is our feelings and our emotions, the energy quite literally that we put into motion. Okay. So if you picture your car, I have a friend that loves to drive with the gas light on. I think it's ridiculous. He thinks it's a game. (laughs) I don't understand. Right. Um, But he loves to do this. So what that's an indicator of though, when you picture this dashboard in your car, all of those lights, all of those blinking things that get our attention, that's exactly what it's about. Feelings and emotions are our dashboard for life. They are indicators of something that needs to be addressed. There's no moral code tied to them. They're not good, bad, right, or wrong. They're just indicators, okay? That can take a ton of pressure off. So you don't need to judge yourself for feeling some kind of way. You can just recognize, ooh, I'm feeling this. That means this, right? A lot of times we think like that. What is it indicating? What is it, what needs to be addressed, right? So another way to view feelings and emotions are like waves, okay? If you've ever been in the ocean and you just see these waves, usually they come in patterns of three, right? You can see the waves come and you can decide which one you're going to ride, okay? So you can have a wave of joy and you can decide to ride that. You can have a wave of anger and you can decide to let it flow over you or through you but not ride it right? So if you just let it pass, you're like, ooh, I'm feeling a bit angry and you can just recognize it and let it flow, let it pass, right? Without hopping on that sucker. Or if you ride it, it could look like, ooh, I'm so angry and I'm going to text this person. I'm going to tell this person. I'm going to let them have a, have a taste of my mind, right? And like you just go out and you make a freaking mess, right? So you get to decide. That's the thing that we don't often take accountability for is we get to decide what we're going to ride, right? Am I going to ride this or no, right? So my emotions are mine. Your emotions are yours. It's all about doing our inside job. Life gets so much easier when we're not here to please people, when we're not here to, to manage their emotions, when we're not here to make sure that they feel good about us. That's not our job. That is not our job at all. Our job is to be spiritually grown up, to be spiritually powerful. And I cannot do that if I am obsessed with trying to control how you feel, how you think, how you operate towards me. That's not my job, right? So how somebody else feels, how they're triggered, how they are experiencing life, that is entirely up to them. How they feel, how they express emotion, that is their work. How I feel and how I express emotion is my work. Are you with me? Okay, so that is super, super important to get. All right. The next one is our attitudes. Our attitudes. And this is different than how we feel about life. This is how we think about life. Okay? So this is rooted in our core beliefs and our value system. So what we believe and what we've been thinking about. What has a stronghold in our mind, okay? So our thoughts are usually what lead to our emotions and it leads to our behavior, our actions, our response to things, right? Which leads to our results, okay? So I can be powerful without other people, right? I can be powerful without their participation. That is something that you need to recognize. 
my thoughts, my emotions, how I show up has everything to do with me. It has nothing to do with other people. Radical responsibility. Huge. Okay. So this is all rooted in what you allow truth to be. So sometimes we've been believing and thinking in really unhealthy ways that make us feel bad and that cause us to react very interestingly, (laughs) right? So our attitudes usually are rooted in our thoughts. So what is the core thought that I've been believing? What do I value and how can I do the work to clean this up, okay? So John 10.10 says this, just to, to spark your memory here. You probably have heard this all of the time, but I think it's really important to hear and have the context, okay? So John 10.10 says this. Dun, dun, dun. Here it is. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or have it more abundantly. All right. So am I thinking abundantly? Do I value that? Where is my truth? What is it rooted in and what is aligned with that? And where am I out of alignment? That is our work to be working through these belief systems, right? So for example, if I believe that I'm unworthy, if I believe that I'm not valuable, if I believe that I am a mistake, that is not in alignment with the truth, with the word of God at all, right? So my behavior will radically start changing the minute I believe that I'm a son or a daughter of God, right? The minute I start believing that I'm chosen, that I'm not a mistake, that I am somebody that was formed, shaped, and anointed, right? Like before I was even formed in my mother's womb, God had a thought about me. God had a purpose for me. God had a destiny and a plan for me, right? So when I start shifting my beliefs from I'm not worthy, I'm not valuable to I'm chosen, I'm a daughter or son of God, right? Like when I start really grasping that and choosing to believe that, then I start to feel different. I start to operate different. I start accepting different things maybe that I didn't accept about myself, which means that I no longer tolerate, accept, enable, entertain other things, okay? And then I start behaving differently as well, right? It's the difference between living with a pit mentality and a palace mentality, two totally different operating systems, okay? So that is really, really important to understand. Another example comes from Jeremiah 22, 21. Jeremiah 22, 21. So this says, I warned you when you were prop... Where is this? Okay, I warned you when you were prosperous, but you replied, don't bother me. You have been that way since childhood. You simply would not obey me. So where we get in trouble is that we are rebellious. We are not listening to the voice of God. We're not obeying the voice of God. And that usually gets us entangled in different things that are far less than God's best. They're far less than what God had planned for us. So a lot of this rewiring is not something that we can do in our own strength. It's something that we partner with God to do, which I will give you an example of that. And then lastly, our choices, our choices. We actually can take ownership of every choice up to this point. Every choice. 
whatever it was, good, bad, right, or wrong, we can take responsibility for every choice because God can redeem every single one. Every single thing that we've set in motion, God can redeem it. He can restore us, right? But we've got to take responsibility because we literally cannot fix what we don't face. We can't change and have real transformation without repentance. We can't have our own personal revival without repentance. We just can't. So it's important to know that God can completely rewrite our narrative, right? And we can live a powerful life, but that comes from knowing what is our responsibility and knowing what is others, what is theirs, what is their responsibility versus what is my responsibility, okay? So as we start doing this work with God, this is Romans 7 in action. This is real transformation because as we start being transformed by the renewing of our mind, as we start believing right, we start to feel right about ourselves. We start to act right, (laughs) right, in alignment because we understand and can actually perceive now what is the perfect will of God. We start doing what the word says, we start obeying the word, we start being led by the voice of God, and we start to perceive and understand and know by experience, by personal experience, what is the perfect will of God, okay? So how do we do that, practically speaking? And then I'll give us a recap. Practically speaking, we we go on a, a mission to clean these things up. That's how we can stay healthy and maintain healthy boundaries. And this is something that we can tend to daily, right? When you think about a yard and taking care of the yard, it is a huge job if we do this like once a month, right? Like the grass gets out of control. There's weeds everywhere. The flowers, right? Who knows what's happening to them because they need to be watered. They need to be pruned, right? Like there's so much work that that can build up if we don't tend to it. But if we tend to it daily, right? Like if we just pull a weed when we see a weed, if we trim something when we see it needs to be trimmed, so much easier to manage. And it doesn't get to the point of build up. With me? So when you think about your garden, your life, right? Which is the garden of your mind. What is going on in your soul, with your mind, with your will, with your emotions? We can tend to this daily by even just having a journal and having a quiet time and practice with God. I put together the God's Vibes Matter devotional, and in there, that's how I really break down this process that was downloaded to me in the very beginning when I had no clue how to do this. But I really recognized that I was going through a process with God, and I was just going to show up to that every day. And a lot of what happened for me was just identifying, and even if it needs to be a list, identifying oh, this is what's going on with my thoughts. Like these are thoughts that are making me feel this kind of way. That That's indicating where I'm not partnering with truth, right? And then I'll be led to the truth that I now need to start believing. I will release, right? Repent, right? I'm going to release this. I'm going to turn from it and I'm going to operate in a new way, okay? So I'm going to release these thoughts that are heavy, that that are not the truth, that are not meant for me to be believing, and I'm going to partner with the truth, and I'm going to rehearse it, I'm going to declare it, I'm going to believe it, I'm going to walk by it, right? It's going to be a new standard for me. That's going to become normal, okay? I'm going to work with God, partner with God, co-labor with God to allow him to help me renew my mind in what is true, what is noble, what is praiseworthy, right? 
So that's an example with thoughts. Now there could be other things that are weighing heavy on my heart and I can just list those in the beginning. Like this, I have an offense. I have unforgiveness. I have concern. I have fear. I am feeling these kinds of feelings. Those are indicators. So I can talk about those things with God, right? Which I know in the very, very beginning can feel awkward. (laughs) I'm at the point now where there can just be full on conversations. There can be tears, just like you're sitting in a room with a mentor, with a coach, with a counselor, right? Similar with God. Like I will just sit and I will, wherever, wherever works for you. If it's a prayer closet, if it's on like this little nook on a couch, if it's a giant beanbag chair, whatever works for you. But I will just pour out whatever's on my heart because essentially those things, whatever's going on in my mind, what's going on in my heart, that stuff could be blocking me from a pure connection with God. So I just address it so that all that can be cleared up and then I can truly receive. I have space now to receive whatever it is that God has for me. Are you with me? Are you seeing how that works? So I will go through my thoughts, okay, and what I'm thinking. And I will ask God, thank you, God, that you renew my mind, that you renew a right spirit in me, that you create a clean heart in me. I would, I would ask that. I would request that. And I believe that God is doing that, right? And then I also love creating me a clean heart, renew a right spirit in me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be good and pleasing in your sight, right? So it's teaching me, ooh, like I'm recognizing now when my thoughts are not good and pleasing, towards myself, towards others, right? I'm recognizing when my feelings are are not joyful, when they're not peaceful, when, right? When I've been riding waves that I don't necessarily want to ride, when I haven't been exercising self-control, when I've been living beneath the standard that I'm called to, right? If I know that there's this mandate on my life, there's this call on my life, there's this assignment on my life, there's a certain way that I show up because I'm responsible for that. I'm able to respond to that. And I know that if I'm acting in a different kind of way, I'm not able to respond well. I'm not able to steward that well. So I'm going to train myself, right, in how to respond. But I'm going to be honest about it. I'm going to be vulnerable with God because God is the safest person, (laughs) right? So recognizing and talking through your thoughts with God, going through whatever, whatever your emotions are, whatever's been really difficult to experience or whatever you've been working through, going through that and then identifying anything that's on your heart. These can even be desires too. And as we do that, we can really start to discern and and really receive wisdom to manage our life well, right? To, To start thinking right, to recognize when our feelings are indicating that something needs to be addressed or to keep our hearts pure. We're not meant to live with a bunch of toxins in ourself, right? In our inner man. So it is our work to to sift through that daily so that it doesn't become unmanageable and just out of control, okay? So there, there might be things that you can do in the physical too, like actually having a therapist or having a coach or having a mentor. Depending on what season that you're in, these are really good things to have as well. Accountability partners, whatever you're led to get rooted in or plant yourself in so that you can have help to go through this because sometimes this is really difficult to do on your own, but this is a practical way that you can tend to it every day. So just to recap, it is not healthy for us when we start carrying other people's daily 
toil, right? Like when we are doing their labor for them, that is not healthy. We do want to carry other people's burdens. So we do want to go to them. We want to check in on them. We want to help them when they, when they need help, but we do not want to carry their daily load. That is not our job. Our job is to carry our load well, okay, and steward that well. And how we actually do that is by tending to our garden every day. And our garden is composed of our feelings and emotions, which is just how we feel about life, okay? And depending on what kind of energy we have in motion, (laughs) we can create a huge mess. So we really need to be aware just self-aware. You can be very effective when you start becoming more self-aware and even self-reflective, not introspective where we're just thinking about ourselves, but just reflective. Ooh, like if I were on the receiving end of how I just showed up, I would imagine that would that would have had this impact, right? So you can be aware of how you're impacting others, but your work is to pay attention to what your emotions and what your feelings are. Okay, you can't feel for other people. You're not that powerful. You can't go into them and tell them what feeling to feel. You can't go into them and decide what you're going to trigger. You can't do that. You're not that powerful, but you can look at what your feelings and what your emotions are and choose what waves you're going to ride. Okay, and choose how you're going to respond to those lights on your dashboard. (laughs) All right, the second one is our attitudes and how we think about life and what our core beliefs are and what our value system is. Are we living in alignment with that? Usually when we're not, that's when we start to have a lot of negativity and stuff come up, okay? But keep this in mind. I can be powerful without other people's participation. I don't need them to act some kind of way in order for me to feel good and to think right. I don't need them to cooperate in order for me to be a powerful person. I can be powerful and choose how I'm going to think and how I'm going to feel, okay? And then the last one is our choices and being radically responsible for your choices, for how you show up, for how you behave, for the decisions that you're making, for letting your yes be yes and your no be no, okay? And for setting clear standards and boundaries for your life, okay? And you can do that by cleaning things up as they happen, Okay, by not letting messes like grow and fester, but by just addressing things as they can, as they come up. And if you need a pause, right, and need to address it within 24 hours or so, you can do that for sure, but not letting things become unmanageable. Okay, and that's why we need daily bread. We need to check in like, ooh, like how, how is my mind? How is my mental health? What's going on with my emotions? What I what have I been feeling a lot lately? Like, let me just actually take a look at that. Or what is going on in my heart, right? Because you're going to know this too. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So what have you been talking about a lot? And if you journal, you can see a lot of that because a lot of times what you're writing is what you're speaking in your reality too. So that's really, really important. Are you declaring the truth? Are you praising God? Are you keeping your joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength? What are you operating in? Is that what you believe? Is that what you value? You see what I'm saying? So as you take a look at that, a lot of times we get so out of alignment. We get so overwhelmed because we're not sleeping. (laughs) We're not eating right. We're not doing this daily tending and cultivation work, right? We're comparing ourselves to other people. We're spending our time on social media and 
watching the news and just being fed all of this information that's just distracting, right? And we just feel totally bombarded. But we're not accepting that we are responsible for what we're feeling and emoting, what energy we're putting in motion. And we're responsible for that. We're responsible for how we're thinking about life. So if we need to think better, we also might need to to take a break from social media or stop watching the news for a minute or decide what you're going to allow access to you, right? And then also the choices that we're making. We want to make choices that help us think right and help us feel right and act right. We can do that, okay? And sometimes that means I need to put quiet time in my life to tend to my garden every day. I need to do that because I see how I show up when I don't do that. How am I actually expecting myself to function optimally when I'm not spending time with God? How am I expecting myself to do that? Like, is that even a fair expectation, right? How am I expecting my relationship to change when I'm just focusing on what the other person is doing and I'm not even being responsible for myself and what I'm contributing? Ouch, right? How am I expecting to lead well and to be influential in my business or at my job when I'm just feeling some kind of way and getting caught up in my feelings and I'm not thinking right and I'm not making good choices, right? We get very casual about how we're showing up and we hold other people to the standard that we should be living by. It's really, really interesting. But when we pull back and we look at this every day, we can actually show up in the ways that are fruitful, that are productive to be sowing into our future self because we are deceived when we think that if we can sow really negative feelings and emotions and negative thoughts and make really bad choices and become the future self that we feel called to be. No, you will reap what you sow. So it's really, really important to address these areas and put in the work necessary and ask for help if you need help with these. But healthy boundaries actually bring so much freedom. They make life easier. Life becomes manageable and that's God's will for us. God's perfect will for us is to live in ways of pleasantness and peace. To work, yes, but to enjoy the work of our hands. That's actually a gift. God gives us this ability to enjoy the work of our hands, to be present in what's in our life, to be a good mom, to be a good friend, to be a great leader, right? Like God gives us to be a great partner or spouse. God gives us the ability to do that. And he works with us on the capacity to do that and to sustain that. But apart from God, we can do no good thing. And apart from God, we are nothing. So it is really, really important to learn how to live from God's presence. And we do that by building relationship with God, by getting radically responsible for this inner game, this inner work, and for letting God lead us and guide us in obeying that voice so that we can step into this fullness of life. We can have and enjoy our life in abundance to the full till it overflows. And that, my friend, is my encouragement to you on today. If you have not been tending to your garden, do not let yourself get comfortable with that. Do the bold, courageous, brave work at looking at what's going on in your soul. Do not put that work on somebody else. That is entirely up to you. And how you show up, how you tend to your garden, how you take care of your inner life is how you actually 
are influential. When people see how you operate, when people see how you think, when they see how you respond, when they see how you behave, they study you. And your walk is far greater than than what you would say, right? Your your actions speak so much louder than words, right? People are watching what you're doing, okay? And you can only have just this peace and this confidence when you're doing this work. We don't feel in integrity. We know we're out of integrity when we're living a messy life. So really assess what are some things that I could release or that I need to have boundaries around so that I can really do this work. What are, what are people, right, that I need to have less contact with? Who are people that I need to have less contact with? And who do I need to spend more time with, right? Starting with God, probably, <laughs> right? And what are some behaviors that are no longer fruitful for me? Where do I need to adjust so that I can truly be operating from a place of this inner peace and integrity so that I can live a free life and not deceive myself, right? And not have to deal with consequences of decisions that I've made that I'm not proud of. With me? All right, friend. So if this is work that is of interest to you, I have resources for you. You can go to julianapage.com. I have a self-mastery course over there. This is so, so helpful in asking these deep questions and doing the work for every area of your life, but doing it in a spirit-led way. So go check that out. It's called U2.0. I also have coaching programs available as well. So take a look at those. And you can also follow me and subscribe over on YouTube for video content as well. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.